It's March 1st, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haber. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our lead story of today is the peace talks in Belarus. The talks ended after nearly five hours. The AP reports that Vladimir Medinsky, the head of the Russian delegation, said that the two countries had, quote, found certain points on which common positions could be foreseen, end quote, and that they agreed to continue talks. Ukrainian President Zelensky said that, quote, so far, we do not have the result we would like to get. Russia has stated its position and we have declared counterpoints to end the war. We received some signals. When the delegation returns to Kyiv, we will analyze what we have heard and then we will decide how to proceed to the second round of talks, end quote. These talks were occurring while Russia was utilizing siege tactics against Kharkiv, a city in eastern Ukraine, home to 1.4 million people. The Guardian reports that there were at least nine killed and 37 injured following multiple rocket attacks from Russian forces on civilian targets in the city. There are multiple reports of Russia using cluster munitions, which are illegal under international law. Karim A.A. Khan, chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, announced in a statement yesterday that the ICC would be investigating Russia for potential crimes. Meanwhile, Zelensky continues to call for a no-fly zone, but both the United States and NATO have ruled this out, with the United States stating that enforcing the no-fly zone would put the United States closer to a direct conflict with Russia. As we reported yesterday, the EU is sending arms and equipment to Ukraine, they will not be going through Hungary. Politico Europe reported that Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Zizarto has announced that Hungary will not be allowing weapon shipments through their territory and would not be providing them themselves. He said that, quote, the reason for making this decision is that such deliveries might become targets of hostile military action. On Sunday, Turkish Foreign Minister Melvlet Kovyosoglu told CNN Turk that the situation in Ukraine is officially a war and that Turkey will implement the Montreux Convention, which allows them to close the Bosporus and Dardanelles Straits during times of war. This would prevent Russian access to the Black Sea, although Reuters reported that at least six Russian warships and a submarine have already transited Turkey's straits this month. I think the interesting piece here is that both Turkey and Hungary are parts of NATO and have authoritarian and specifically Putin-friendly leaders. Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban largely sees Putin as a fellow traveler in far-right Christian ethno-nationalist circles. And Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has cozied up to Russia so much so that they purchased anti-aircraft weaponry from them. As a country that gets planes from the U.S., this move ultimately led to U.S. sanctions. So while Turkey seems to be moving slowly towards the West in this crisis, it seems that the West is constantly trying to prevent Hungary from moving east. Switzerland announced yesterday that it would join the EU in adopting sanctions against Russia and Russian leaders, including Russian President Vladimir Putin, Prime Minister Mikhail Mishustin, and Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. This is a huge step for the historically neutral actor, who often acts as a piggy bag for dirty money coming out of the Kremlin. The Russian economy has been majorly impacted by the economic sanctions placed on it by the U.S., the EU, and others. The ruble declined in value more than 25% in trading on Monday, and Russia's central bank has more than doubled their interest rates to 20%. 
the U.S. imposed further sanctions to freeze U.S.-based assets of the Russian Central Bank, the National Wealth Fund of Russia, and its Ministry of Finance, making it impossible for Russia to transact in dollars. However, one thing to watch is that Bitcoin was up by almost 15% yesterday, potentially as a result of Russians trying to move their money to avoid sanctions. Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, said, the Russian attack on Ukraine is a violation of the world order, and Israel condemns it, strengthening Israel's position against Russia, which it had had a good relationship with until this point. He also said that Israel would vote in favor of a UN resolution condemning Russia. Speaking of the United Nations, the U.S. has ordered 12 members of Russia's diplomatic mission to the United Nations to leave the U.S. by March 7th after being accused of engaging in espionage. A spokeswoman for the U.S. mission to the U.N. said that they, quote, abused their privileges of residency in the United States by engaging in espionage activities that are averse to our national security. President Biden sent former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mike Mullen, and other defense and security officials to Taiwan on Monday to show support for the island as their situation with China echoes the situation between Russia and Ukraine prior to the invasion. As reported yesterday, the EU seems willing to admit Ukraine as a member. And yesterday, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky signed an application to join the EU. Of course, this is in incredibly early stages, and even if accepted, it would take years to accede to full member status. As that happens, the UN has reported that more than a half million refugees have fled into neighboring European countries, with about half of them fleeing for Poland. For now, it seems that Eastern Europe has been mostly welcoming of those fleeing Ukraine, but with the number of refugees expected to grow into the millions, it will be a story to watch. There are a number of issues to watch for today. And as we're recording, Finland is debating whether or not to join NATO. This would be a huge step for both Finland and the alliance, as Finland has long been neutral, and Russia has signaled that there would be consequences if Finland were to move towards NATO. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, President Biden will give his first State of the Union address. There have been reports that the speech has undergone revisions to focus on Ukraine while maintaining some focus on his domestic agenda and accomplishments. We'll be sure to provide you with updates tomorrow. There are multiple reports of a massive Russian column closing in on Kyiv, and previously, Ukrainian leaders have warned that the city is encircled. That's all the news we have for you today. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find our show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. And be sure to tune in to Deep State Radio today to hear more in-depth analysis with our special guests, former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Bill Taylor and former U.S. Ambassador to NATO Douglas Luke. Also check out our newest addition to the Deep State Radio Network, Next in Foreign Policy, where my co-host and I sit down with young foreign policy experts to discuss new ideas and new people in foreign relations. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.